BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Smells can be incredibly powerful things, and that can be true for the good side, smells we enjoy, love, and respond positively to, but also on the negative side, smells that are disgusting or repugnant. And considering that for a moment, imagine trying to share a workspace with somebody who smells like belching after eating potato chips. Or even something more nasty, a person who smells like urine all the time. It would be very difficult to work in that environment, right? Okay, now imagine that the person doesn't actually smell that way, but that you have a neurological disorder that causes you to smell those smells whenever you hear that person's name. And imagine that it's any person who has that name, not this particular person. Like, for example, if every time you heard the name Duncan, it made you smell belching after potato chips. Or whenever you heard the name Christy, it made you imagine the smell of urine. Now, I know if you're named Duncan or Christy and you're hearing this, this is horrifying to imagine. But there's actually a person who wrote a really fascinating article about this in Newsweek. His name is Henry Gray, and he has a neurological condition called lexical gustatory synesthesia. Lexical, of course, means word. Gustatory means taste, or it can mean smell in this context. And then synesthesia, which is the general category of any neurological condition where you cross-communicate senses in ways that most people do not. Now, synesthesia itself, as a broad category, affects something like 2-4% to of the population, and some of the forms of this are very, very mild and are relatively straightforward. You might even say they're common. This would be, for example, if you see numbers in colors, like every time you see the number 0, it's gray, or the number 3, it's red. Well, that's a kind of synesthesia. It's called grapheme color synesthesia. You know, numbers don't actually come with colors associated. But the synesthete doesn't know this. They just have their experience. For example, chromesthesia is the experience of sounds with colors. You know, that trumpet sounds blue, for example. Or even one called auditory tactile synesthesia, in which hearing a sound makes you feel something on a certain portion of your body which is not to be confused with a thing called Friesen that actually affects about half of the population that music or certain sounds produces a physical reaction in your skin like goosebumps or tingles. That's so common that it's not even appropriate to call it a condition, with about half of all people experiencing that. But back to our friend Henry, who wrote about his lexical gustatory synesthesia. It first manifested when he was a child, and he didn't know he was strange in this regard, but his teacher called his mom and said, you know, Henry's saying strange things like he doesn't want to play with Fergus because the name is too itchy. Or when the teacher was reading the role one day, said Martin, to which Henry replied, that tastes like Smarties. Martin tastes like Smarties? Well, eventually they took him to a neurologist and they realized he had this particular disorder, but it's incredibly powerful for him. To the point he says that when he's watching the credits of a movie, it can be overpowering the sense of taste or smell or even emotion that associates with certain names when he sees them in big, bold type on the screen. In contrast, when he meets a person for the first time, he usually experiences it pretty strongly, but then over time, it's a little bit more diminished unless he's thinking about their name particularly, in which case it's more vivid. Some of them are very pleasant. He says Emily gives him the taste like a British dessert called Angel Delight. He says that my name, Andrew, makes him think about the top of a sharp pencil, maybe because of the connection of the shape of the capital A. But the name Megan makes him think of ham dunked in milk. Noah makes him think of coconut. 
and others are just plain bland. The name Dan, he says, is like a block of wood. So there you go. To all the Dans, you're like a block of wood. At least to this particular person. So as he grew up and realized, of course, that this was very unusual, he still had to adapt himself to it, sometimes discovering that particular people, he didn't really want to be around them because the name smells so nasty. And even turning down jobs because of that, he cannot work with a Katie or a Duncan, for instance. And likewise, when he thinks about women that he wants to date, everybody can understand the importance of liking your spouse's name. I think it's important to like your spouse's voice. I mean, you're going to hear that a lot more than anything else in the relationship, right? But continuing with our friend Henry, some of his personal favorites, Francesca, he says, is like a silky smooth chocolate frappuccino filling every portion of his mouth. I think I know who he needs to find. He says the name Alfie gives him the sensation of running his hand on the soft white fluffy ear of a bunny rabbit. And weirdly, the name Matilda? makes him feel like pressing his hand down on metal springs underneath some fabric, a sensation which he says is incredibly pleasant for whatever reason. But then there's Jack. Hearing the name Jack makes him think that he's gnawing on a leathery rubber inflatable, particularly for whatever reason, it's a blow-up hammer. He doesn't hang around with a lot of Jacks. And finally, the name Ian, which elicits in his body the sensation of an earache. Certainly not particularly pleasant. Now, where does this come from? They're not quite sure. Some of these more mild synesthesias, like the seeing of colors with numbers and things like that, may come from the early formation of abstract concepts and connecting them with language like children do, especially because we often use colors with certain letters and numbers when they're learning them as kids. But beyond that, it's not something that's very well understood other than it's just a crossed wires in the brain kind of phenomenon. And as for lexical gustatory synesthesia, thank goodness it's extremely rare. Out of the only 2 to 4% of the population that have synesthesia of any kind, only about 1 in 500 have this particular kind. So you're somewhere in the 1 in 25,000. But that means that in, let's say, a city of 50,000 people, there's two of them that when you meet them, they hear your name as coconut sprinkled on a tangerine. And because it's such a weird experience they might not be eager to share it with you, just like he has historically not been super open about telling people this is the way he experiences their names. Because it weirds people out, and there's nothing they can do about it either. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.